Life gets really busy and difficult to manage sometimes, and as we encounter some challenges, sometimes we lose sight of the forest for the trees. Maybe we have some unexplained health problems or even problems at work, and we wonder what is going on. Obviously, there's many potential reasons, but have you considered that your unhappy marriage could be an underlying issue? The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. This episode is a reality check. It's number 194, and today we're going to be talking about the hidden costs of marriage problems. But before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed holding on to your self-worth when your spouse is critical. So that's worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Yeah, even if you have other critical people in your life, it's a good one. True. If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, advice that works. And most of all, we offer hope. So let's get into today's, today's topic, problems caused by marriage problems. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the goal here is not to make you want to give up on your marriage, but rather, instead of thinking about solving your other problems so that your marriage will be better, what if you start with your marriage? Mm-hmm. Get into some good books on marriage or get some marriage counseling with your spouse and get that sorted and then see the cascading benefits of a happy marriage spill over into other areas of your life. That's good. So hear us out as we go through various facets of life and see what resonates for you. This is meant to be more of an eye-opener. Just be curious. Consider how helping your marriage could be a huge benefit to other areas in your life. The first hidden cost of marriage problems that we came across for Linda looking into this was the area of mental health. Okay. Not surprisingly, research shows a strong link between marital problems and poor mental health. So, for example, a study in 2007 examined over 2,000 married individuals. That's quite a large study. Yeah. And found that marital distress was a predictor of high levels of anxiety, mood disruption, and substance abuse. Wow. It was also linked to specific mental health conditions, including bipolar disorder, alcohol abuse disorder, depression, general anxiety disorder. Hmm. For the depression one, it was found that the longer the marital problems go on, the higher the risk becomes. The higher the risk of depression? Yes. Is that what that means? Okay. And again, this is for uh, marital distress. This is not an impact of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear right. yeah and and so but there the, i mean these are real consequences right but again like having said that marital distress is behind this where we want to also assert again that the solution is not to get unmarried but uh-huh. rather to pursue the healing of your marriage yes so how do marital woes potentially contribute to mental health problems i don't What's know the connection well thankfully some researchers looked into that for us too In 2005, they looked at how marital distress can create mental health problems and they found several mediating factors or things that have an influence. One is attribution style, which we'll talk about in a moment. But basically, in a distressed marriage, you're more likely to pay attention to negative things that can contribute to mental health problems. Then in in the context of marital distress, you can also have more conflict. And if your conflict style is not healthy, especially if there's like demand withdrawal cycles, if there's avoidance of conflict, those normal patterns for distressed marriages can contribute to mental health issues. 
And then there's also attachment style comes into this too. So we talked about that in some different episodes. If you are in, uh, how would I put this? If you relate through an ambivalent or avoidant attachment style, then that can also contribute. Now, the flip side of this is that you can see that marriage becomes something of a crucible for personal growth. So again, if you stay in your marriage, you sort this stuff out. You have to deal with your attachment style and move that to a healthier place. You have to learn a different style of conflict. You have to learn to watch your attributions. Huh. And, and that's that will why, all help your mental health. Yes. Hmm. So the reverse is true, right? But on the other hand, if you just pull the plug in your marriage and you go for escape, you're going to carry the same issues to your next marriage. Oh. So it's not all your spouse's fault, usually. Right. right? Yeah. 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 So that's in so mental health is impacted by marital woes, but also physical health. Uh, again, researchers uh, study now from '97 found that high levels of conflict and marital distress led to various physical health problems, such as higher blood pressure mm-hmm. and a weaker immune system, which could lead to a whole yeah. host of things. Yeah, right? yeah. This effect was stronger for women than for men. Really. Yeah, one explanation they had for the gender effect is that women typically feel and express more negative emotions during the conflict or during conflict while men withdraw emotionally. That's kind of that demand withdraw or the pursuit yeah, withdraw cycle, yeah. right? So it's the negative emotion and the stress which causes the negative health effect. But I thought it was healthier to like get it all out than to stuff it all inside. Yeah, it is. It is. But I think in the context of a marriage, if you're dumping that on a man who's withdrawn and stuffing it inside, there's no, it doesn't really feel like it finds a landing place. Oh, so you're having all this stress and all this negativity, but it really still it's almost yours. like being rebounded back at you. Yeah. Stonewalled, oh, yeah. Okay. Bounced back okay. at you, yeah. Now, other research highlights other health concerns for couples with low relationship satisfaction, such as a higher risk of cardiovascular disease, probably a link across to what the other guys found in the high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. and even the possibility of higher mortality. Again, that effect is stronger for women than for men. Huh. So again, we're trying to motivate folks here. Oh, but this is so hard not to just say like it's all the man's fault. To pursue healing in their marriages. Responsibility, you mean? What? I said the man's fault. Okay, so, well, here's a, let me give you this. I'll, I'll throw you a bone. Two episodes from now, mm-hmm. depending on how our holidays go, if we can keep on track with everything. Okay. Uh, but it will be, two episodes from now will be how to get your husband or your wife into marriage counseling. Because okay. often women are more motivated to seek help than men. Yeah. And that's a really good episode that's coming up. So if you're in this situation and you're stuck and you're wondering what to do, just hang on. We'll be getting you that information as well. Really neat episode coming up on that. Hmm. Now, marriage difficulties can influence work as well, like employment. Mm-hmm. Of course, so that the conflict and the distress at home can spill over into other areas of life, especially work, right? Everybody has a limited amount of mental and physical resources to manage their roles and their stress. And when you get all that in one area, it's going to affect your ability to function in another. So people with marital distress can have poor performance at work. They can see higher absence rates due to sickness and stress. There can be higher rates of burnout at work and more conflict with colleagues. Hmm. Man, so this just impacts so much stuff, right? Yeah, like every area of life. Yes. Now, as you might expect in something like this issue, so much of marriage struggles do come back to developing good communication. This week's bonus guide for our patrons helps you to go through an interactive process of changing how you guys communicate with each other so that you can begin to communicate with one another more effectively. And again, if you're not a patron, I would encourage you to get this guide because one of the things that we're going to see in that episode in a couple of weeks is that it can be a lot less intimidating for couples to take a small step into doing some work together mm-hmm. than it is to sign up for counseling. Right. 
Right. Or it can even just begin to open the conversation like, you know what, we're trying and we're not, it's not working, we need help. Right. Or maybe you'll try it and it will work and it'll change. Yeah. Your life and your marriage. Yes. Yes. So let's just take a quick 60 second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about the impact of marriage problems and work. And unfortunately, and I just feel like such a negative Nelly today, but this can spill over into parenting as well. Mm-hmm. So marital problems, especially high levels of conflict and honesty, have a negative impact on children. With high levels of honesty, hey? Hostility. Oh, okay. Yes. We need more honesty usually. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Children whose parents display high levels of conflict often show problems. Now, these, these are the children's problems. Anxiety. High levels of aggression, poor emotion regulation ability, meaning they kind of lose it emotionally and they can't self-soothe and so on, and lower levels of well-being overall. Okay, question for you. Yeah. So if you can see a kid with all this, can you assume that there's marriage problems at home? Not necessarily. I mean, they they could have another major life stress going on at home. Like they could have a happy marriage and a severe financial problem that's causing a lot of distress in the home because it's not kept between the parents. The kid could have independently his own sort of more genetically based mental health issues. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. So we shouldn't or, like go on a witch hunt here. Like, oh, they must yeah. have a bad marriage. It's by an uncle or something. It has nothing to right. do with Right. Right. Okay. Compassion is always in order, not judgment. So. <laughs> that was a slight rebuke. <laughs> I was trying to make it compassionate. <clears throat> Point taken. But the thing is that parental conflict, especially if it's left unresolved, that can damage a child's sense of emotional security. You know, mm-hmm. feel safe because of the conflict, you know, the child comes to feel unsafe with their parents or inside he or she carries the fear that their family will split apart. And that lack of security, that kind of rides on them as a gnawing anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that can actually affect a child's well-being well into their adult life. Oh, so not just while the distress is happening at In home. the home. Huh. Really interesting. Yeah. And again, folks, we're not trying to make you feel terrible. We're just trying to help you see that, you know, if you're experiencing some struggles... We want you to pursue help. Mm -hmm. It's worth getting it figured out. Yes. Going through that hard work. Now, attributions. I mentioned that earlier. The state of your marriage affects how you interpret the actions of your spouse. In a distressed marriage, you're more likely to pay attention to negative things that your spouse says and Mm -hmm. does Mm -hmm. while ignoring or misinterpreting the good things. Now, when your perceptions of your spouse are already bad, you're more likely to interpret positive actions as being false or manipulative or dismiss them as one-offs. You just bought me flowers because you're trying to butter me over for what you did to me yesterday. You mm-hmm. jerk. Thanks for the flowers. <laughs> but Caleb, that is so true. Like depending on 
Oh, I was going to say depending on my mood, but I'm sure it's depending on what you've done to create my mood. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what happened there. You do interpret things differently. Oh, he bought me flowers. I wonder what he did wrong. Well, no, I'm forget about the flowers. But like, I'll put your glasses down before I break them. Um, She's waving stuff to people. <laughs> but no, if I'm mad at you for some reason, yeah, you know, and then you, I don't know, drop toothpaste on the counter. Not that you ever drill toothpaste, but I'll be like, oh, I can't believe he did this. And I'll be like so mad at you. Like I did it to you. Yeah. Whereas normally it's like, oh, you just wipe the counter off. You don't even think anything of it. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't dribble on the counter. I just want to say that. Although when I'm mad at Verlinda, I deliberately spit on oh, it. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was trying to give an example that wasn't no, very it's real. A, it's a perfectly legitimate example. I just, I'm trying to maintain my self-image. Yes, because you'd hate to think that someone would think you drool. I know. I drool when I brush my teeth. I don't. I know you don't. I still love you anyway. But that irritates me sometimes. That I don't? Yes. (laughs) Anyways, I don't even know where we're at now. Let's talk about the attribution behind that. (laughs) Attribution, yes. Yeah. So... So yeah, the dis- the positive things get dismissed yeah. if you're grumpy at each other, and the negative things it's like, oh, you did that to me. Yeah, it's deliberate. It's intended to hurt me, or it's a true reflection of who you are as a person. You really are a piece of scum, right? So that's where we kind of go. Yeah, in our so minds, that's where the selfish, attribution. Whatever. So, but does that go the other way too? Like, if you're in a positive yes. cycle, you think yes. positively, you yes. dismiss the negative. And one of the qualities of a happy marriage is that has to be fostered is nurturing the it, generosity, which even when you do something that is kind of like distasteful or bothersome or irksome or whatever, that you, you find the most um, generous interpretation of that, why that happened right. as you can. I can't believe I told everybody I brushed my teeth. Or I mean, I... No, we're all glad you brushed your teeth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyways, yeah. So, hmm. so negative attributions. Now there's a cycle here a little bit because marital distress leads to negative attributions and mm-hmm. these negative interpretations, mm-hmm. but negative attributions lead to further marital distress because it reinforces the belief. Mm. Yeah. So unless you consciously work to break out of that negative interaction style, things only tend towards worse. Hmm. Again, yep. another reason to pause and really tackle this problem, right? Okay. Now we have to talk about, is it not just easier to quit? What about the cost of divorce? So ultimately, severe marital problems can reduce the stability of a marriage and lead to divorce. While divorce is often pitched in popular media as a good way to escape the consequences of marital distress. Mm-hmm. Just to get out of it. Yes. We have to understand that it has its own very substantial range of negative consequences. Many researchers are finding that divorced individuals are worse off than those who choose to stay in distressed marriages even. Hmm. Consequences of divorce include lower well-being and lower happiness more symptoms of stress and mental illness. One study that was cited and another study that we found found the risk of depression to be 188% higher in divorced individuals than married. Wow. More health problems, higher rates of unhealthy alcohol consumption, greater risk of mortality, poorer self-esteem, higher levels of loneliness and social isolation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All from divorce. Now, divorce also has major economic consequences. Divorced individuals are generally less well-off than married couples. They experience greater economic hardship and they have a lower standard of living. I read once, and I don't have the reference for this anymore, unfortunately, but I read once that the average divorcee experiences the loss of 77% of their net worth. Wow. Divorced parents. What? How do these people who've like been married seven times and whatever, like that you read about in magazines, how do they? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of money. 
maybe the 30 or the 23% of their net worth that they kept is <laughs> substantially larger than our 100%. Than 100% of ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true enough. <laughs> if they're in a magazine, that's probably true. Yeah. Divorced parents also experience more difficulties raising their children. Children whose parents divorce are at risk of a range of bad potentially bad outcomes, including lower self-esteem, lower academic achievement, lower well-being overall, and behavioral problems. Hmm. Wow. So again, like if you're in the situation and you're listening today, we don't want to run you down or make you feel worse. Uh, but we are trying to encourage people that are married and are distressed, please pursue healing and yeah. recovery. And even if you're in this situation, it doesn't mean there's no hope for your kids. No, It might but, just mean you have to pursue healing and help yeah. your kids in that way. Yeah. Maybe it's a a signal to become more intentional about trying to get some help. Yeah. Are the negative effects of divorce temporary? These things that we've listed off. The answer to that is not always. Again, this study from 2000. Some people experience a dip in their well-being that can last two or three years following divorce, but for others, the negative consequences of divorce put them on a negative trajectory from which they might never fully recover. That last little bit was a quote from that study. Hmm. So this all paints a fairly gloomy picture of what happens when you don't address marriage problems. Yeah. And we come back to the reason why we put the effort into our marriage podcast that we do. We want to bring you honest, if sometimes difficult, truth from credible sources to help you recover, restore, and rebuild your marriage. Because we believe that for almost all couples, that is indeed the best way forward. Mm-hmm. And we also have top shelf marriage therapists employed in our virtual counseling agency who can help you do this work if you haven't been able to restore things on your own. Just reach out to us through our website at onlyyouforever.com. We'd be very happy to help. Look for the counseling link right at the top of the page. That's where it sits right now. And if you're listening yeah. in the future, it may have moved, but it will still be there somewhere. <laughs> True enough. So we'd like to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one, Gabriel. 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 Yep. Donna and Edward. So thank you to all of our patrons for page patrons. Patrons for supporting us so loyally. We appreciate your patience too. <laughs> Next week. Uh, we're talking about how to motivate your oh no, hang on a sec. That's two weeks away. Next week. We're talking about how to handle chronic health problems in marriage. Oh. So if you're married to a spouse that has chronic health issues, that's a really neat episode. Cool. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 194. And to find out how you can help other marriages, go to oyf.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.